Blog Talk Radio. My name is Everett Sands. I'm the friends. I'm the friends. I'm the friends. My name is Everett Sands. I'm the friends. I'm the friends. My name is Everett Sands. I'm the president and founder of the West Foundation. West, 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 West Foundation. West, Foundation. West, what is West? West, 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 Seminars. 
Um, we're also going to do some different athletic camps as well. So we're going to go to basketball, soccer, baseball, golf, tennis. But we're going to get to the life skills a little bit. We want to talk about just overall nutrition. It's so important. But the one we probably hit the most is financial literacy because I believe whether you're making $50,000 a year or $50 million a year, if you don't have control of your money and nothing to do with your money, you're going to end up broke, and we don't want that to happen. We also deal with mental health. Uh, we want to talk about character, leadership. Um, we also hit, which we had a police officer on last week, talk about interacting with police officers. We want to get to etiquette. So there's so many different life skills that we want to help equip these kids with that will help them be successful whenever their sport ends. And actually, they will help them during their sport as well. And one thing we, we also do on a, uh, every week is I have a thought of the day. And today's thought is, do you sharpen your talent? Are you looking for success or are you working for it? There's a lot of people that look for success but don't put the work in to get that success. I think most seasoned athletes would agree with this statement, that you play at a similar level. The practice helps you react to situations in the game instead of having to think about it. And usually the more consistently you practice, the more consistently you play. And, you know, some people talk about, yeah, I had a bad week of practice and I made a big play. But rarely do you see somebody that plays consistently good when they had a consistently bad week of practice. Now, here are a couple of things that practice that, that practice will help you do. One, it enables your development. You can refine your skills and acquire new ones in practice. But the lack of practice will almost definitely keep you short of your potential. And unfortunately, I've seen a lot of guys that never reach their potential. Practice will also lead to discovery. It's going to allow you to learn about yourself. It's going to allow you to, to have a better understanding of what you do well and what you need to work on. And one of the things that you got to make sure of is the things that I do well, i got to make sure that I, I, I go on and focus on that. Not saying I don't want to focus on, on what I don't do well, because I want to get better at those things. But i got to know who I am and what I'm good at. So if I'm a running back and I'm a downhill runner, I don't need to be trying to bounce it outside every time. Know your strengths. Also know your weaknesses, but go on and concentrate on those strengths. It will also show and build your commitment because every day you're either going to get better or you're going to get worse. There is no such thing as staying the same. And the only way we're going to get better is if we're practicing with that type of mentality. The other thing that practice does, it demands discipline. It doesn't suggest discipline. It demands it, and not just physically, but mentally. And both are developed with some type of struggle. It has nothing to do with talent, nothing to do with your ability. It's about grinding, and sometimes we got to grind. And when we grind and we develop that discipline, that's going to help us be a better player. It's going to help us be better in whatever your walk of life is. You know, one of our coaches used to say, the harder you work, the harder it is to surrender. But it's also something else important for you to understand is that improvement always requires some degree of failure. If everything is always easy, you're not going to know how to react when something gets hard. So when I was coming through, I believed that our practices 
were harder than our games. We practiced so hard that when we got to the games, it was easy. But the thing, if you do these things, you're going to develop habits of success, and they're going to be refined in your practice. So everybody needs to embrace the process and the opportunity to get better in practice. And that thing leads to one last thing. One thing that our, our old office coordinator when I was at University of Texas San Antonio used to say was get to versus have to. And we're talking about practice right now. So a lot of people say I have to go to practice, but they need to go on and switch that and say I get to go to practice because there's a lot of people that would love to be in your shoes and get to go to practice. And when you have the attitude that I get to go to practice, you're going to find out you, that you're more productive and you get more done. So go on and think about it, and really this goes for anything. Instead of saying I have to do something, I get to do something. You know, at one point it was I have to go take my son to, to his game or practice. No, I get to go take him. So that right there, that will, that will flip your mentality and allow you to go on and embrace the process. But today I, I have a good friend of mine that's going to join me as my co-host, Mr. Chuck Pfeiffer. Chuck, how's everything going? I'm doing well. How are you, bro? I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. And before we get into what you're doing, what do you think of that? Do you sharpen your talent? Are you looking for success? Or are you working for it? You you must have been in my uh, must have been in my meeting uh, last week before we finished up uh, when we got done because <laughs> you have reiterated some of the same things that came. I mean, verbatim out of your mouth to, from my mouth to my players. It was the exact same uh, uh, message I was trying to give to those guys. Well, good. Good, 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 good. Well, hey, now you're seeing your players. Um, our listeners don't really know what you do, where you've been, so tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, well, I've been uh, blessed to be dealing, be, be able to deal with football for, like, since, like, like you said, since eighth grade. I, uh, I'm from eastern North Carolina. I went to Plymouth High School, Plymouth, North Carolina, a little small uh, 1A high school. Uh, I was blessed to receive a scholarship uh, to Appalachian State University. Played for two tremendous head coaches. I played for Sparky Woods for three years, and I played for uh, Coach Jerry Moore for two. So I was blessed to do that. Um, did a little student coaching right after I got done and was uh, trying to get that cup of coffee in the NFL the next level. Played arena football for three years. And then after chasing that dream for about four and a half, I uh, had a conversation with my dad. He was like, listen, listen. Time to put your feet in the ground and get inked in. So I accepted a defensive line coaching job at Mars Hill, at Mars Hill College at the time. And in August, it will be my 27th year as a defensive line coach at Mars Hill University now. You know what? I think my wife might love me more if I stayed somewhere for 27 years. <laughs> it's easy for me to get up and pick up, and but hey, I'm, I'm solo. So, you know. I know that I know that feeling because uh, I've you know known some guys who you know moved around and had opportunities here and there and I know it's, it's as a coach it's stressful on the family and the kids especially once they get established and you know get, get a good set of friends boom dad got another one you know so I know that I know right. that that issue. Mhm. No doubt. No doubt. So so twenty seven years up on a mountain. That's a long time, baby. I That's a long time from, from the higher mountain in Boone to the little bit lower mountain there right outside of Asheville. Right. So I, I guess you're used to that cold by now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. When I go back home to eastern North Carolina, my dad thinks I'm a, he calls me a mountain man because he'll be 60 and I'll be out there in shorts, you know, T-shirt, and he's bundled up. So, you know, he gives me a hard time. 
Oh, yeah, I can imagine that. I can imagine that. So you've seen a lot of things come through there because when, when you was at, um, well, of course, you're still at Mars Hill. I was at Elon, and we were oh, in the yeah. same conference when I first oh, yeah. got started. My first job, we were in the same conference. So, so yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a while. So Now, the um, tell us about uh, your spring. I know you all – had a couple of games. How, how did that work out for you all? Well, we um, we brought our kids back on uh, January 23rd, and the conference agreed to play four games, okay? And they divided us up into two divisions. We have eight schools in our conference, and we're adding two more. So um, we decided to play four games, okay, two away and two at home. But because of COVID, we did it into, instead of like a, a proximity league to where – our furthest opponent was an hour and 45 minutes away. So the travel, there's no overnight travel or anything like that in our division. We played UVA-wise, Carson Newman, Tusculum, and Limestone. You know, and the furthest trip was maybe right at an hour and 50, you know what I'm saying, to, to UVA-wise. So they came to us. And then they had the second tier, the other half of the conference, which was Newberry, Lenore Ryan, Catawba, and Wingate. Okay. And, and, you know, they're a little bit more in proximity with each other. So, and then the winners of the two sides played each other for the, I guess, the COVID championship, which was uh, Tuscan from our side and Newberry from the other side. And who won? I lied this week. Tuscan from our side, Lenore Ryan from the other side. I lied. Lenore Ryan from the other side. Okay. And Tuscan ended up winning that game. So, and um, what we did, we just, you know, we played it by ear because our first game was not scheduled until the second Saturday of March. We brought our mm-hmm. kids in on February 23rd and started practicing on February 24th. So we practiced mm-hmm. the last week of January, the whole month of February, and the first week of March. Wow. So we got more practices in during that time period with COVID than we would have in a normal spring. You know, mm-hmm. and then we continued to practice for four more weeks, you know, because we were playing on those Saturdays. Exactly. But the best thing we did probably was we had a uh, we had a, an NFL type scrimmage versus North Greenville the week before we started our play, and what we did was we broke it down into components where we had an inside drill, ones and twos, our ones and twos inside drill. They're going seven on seven. They're doing one on one. They just kind of rotate like an NFL uh, when they go to camp in, in preseason. And then we finished up with probably a 30, 40-minute, you know, scrimmage with each other. And that's probably the best teaching film we've had in, in years. Mm. So, in essence, you had six weeks of practice and four weeks of games. Correct. Six weeks of practice and four weeks of games. So, uh, that's a long To the preseason. point where you know how it gets you know in spring practice when you're tired mm-hmm. of hitting the same person. We did that for six weeks. Right. And you try wow. to break the monotony. You try to change practice up. You know, you try to do something different with the guys. But, you know, it's kind of hard when you know, we had to start off in pods where we couldn't get cross-contamination with the players because of COVID. Um, we couldn't go in our locker room. We had to go in locker room in groups. And, dog, hmm. I don't know if you've ever been in Mars Hill or in Boone in January and February. I do not like practicing oh. outside in January February up here. It ain't no way. <laughs> No, sir. I'm telling you now. Hey, there were times. There were times. There were times I said. There were times I said I got to go to practice. 
<laughs> I have to go. I didn't want to go. I have to go. I'm telling you, because it was dang 19 degrees, and this ain't raining sideways. It's drizzling. It's sleeting. And we out there. We getting the kids. But I'll tell you what, our kids responded. They didn't bitch or moan. They didn't cry. They went out there did the best they could under the circumstances. And, you know, that's one thing I, I you know, we finished two and one. We didn't play Carson Newman because of uh, a positive test on a Thursday. So we just kind of, you know, said, nah, there's no need to even play it out. So out of the four, we played three. But we still practiced that week up until that Friday. Right. The, uh, now, did you all have a lot of seniors that decided to come come back uh, and play in the spring? Uh, we had a total – we had a total coming um, – and last fall, we had a total of 18 seniors. Of those 18, okay. five decided to graduate. Okay, so yes. we're going to bring uh, 13 back. And of the 13, they will all graduate. Well, four will graduate in May, and then go get they'll start their graduate, and then the rest will graduate in December. Okay. Gotcha. And I'm blessed to have the oldest group. So I got, of those seniors, I got six. So, wow. That happened to seniors. I'm blessed, I'm blessed, I'm blessed to have the old heads. Mm-hmm. No doubt. No doubt. Now, one of the things that, so all those seniors, are get, they're going to get another year just on NCAA, yes. right? Yes, NCAA has granted them another year. Yes. But now, so, for us, for us, uh, we are a student-driven institution, so they don't count towards mm-hmm. our numbers. As far right. as no total number of kids we have to have on campus, you know, so there we have we'll have thirteen extra to the number we're supposed to have. Okay. Oh, so you all can only have so many kids on campus. Period. Oh no no we we have to have a certain number above what we need to have. Uh-huh. That makes sense. A perfect world. Yeah. In a perfect world, we like to have a hundred kids. Right. You know, but because we're but because we are. Um, uh, student-based institution where, you know, enrollment is big for us money-wise. Mm-hmm. We'll bring in probably from 120 to 125 kids. Mm. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. I understand. And it's pretty now, much like that across the board in our conference. Is it? Okay. Okay. Now, how is, have, have you all already started thinking about um, that, I guess, your juniors? I guess you got to make decisions on your juniors. Because you won't get those extra scholarships next year, so those Correct. juniors are either got. So uh, I, I guess that's going to be a tough. Do I bring another freshman in, or do I let this guy stay another year? Correct. But luckily, our junior class we have a we have we have thirteen in our senior class, which have been our senior class mm-hmm. this year, which would have been eighteen, right. and right. we only have twenty juniors. Our sophomore class, we have 36. Wow. So that junior class is going to be a little bit, you know, luckily not as big as, you know, the other classes are. So, But we'll have a mm-hmm. couple that, you know, right. probably will need right. to grad, you know, go ahead and get their degree and, you know, go Don't start life. Yep, 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 no doubt. No doubt. So, well, cool, 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 cool. The, um, well, of course, last week, uh, this past weekend, we had the draft. Any surprises for you in that first round? If not really. I mean, I thought you know I'm 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 not big NFL. I'm a Philadelphia Eagles fan. I'll get a lot of flack for that. You know, I watch who they drafted. You know, what I'm saying what we need and stuff like that. But 
I'm kind of, you know, I, I listen to these talk radios, you know, the, the the shows on ESPN and all that stuff, and I'm I'm trying to figure out why some guys slide, some guys rise. You know, I don't follow yeah. enough to know why Justin Fields went where he went. I don't follow enough to know why uh, the other kid went up from where he went from, you know. So, you know, I, as far as surprises, you know, I'm not sure. I'd much rather watch, you want to be honest, I'd much rather watch rounds two through six, two through seven, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Because those are the guys, you know, those get, you know, even though they're not the first rounders, those are the guys that, you know, you kinda of, you kinda of kept up with a little bit more because, you know, you see those guys play just, you know, a little bit. I'm right. I'm hearing some names like, Oh, okay. Oh, okay, that kid went okay, that's good, you know. Kids you kinda, of, you know, read yep. about on Saturdays, on Sundays. Exactly. 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 Anything you know, the, surprise the, you? The, the, well, here's the thing, of course. I followed a little bit more than I normally follow this year, uh, mostly uh-huh. because of the show. Um, but still, Trey Lance only started 17 games uh, in college. Okay. <laughs> That's not a lot. That's um, not a lot. But he has a lot of tools. You know, one of the things that as I've looked at quarterbacks throughout the years, I've said that I thought most of the mid-major quarterbacks – were the better quarterbacks um, going into the NFL. And right. mostly I said because they got more experience because most of the mid-major guys have started for two, three years <laughs> where most of the time in the, you know, the power five, you know, they got to wait uh-huh. their turn and most of them only get one year to start. And that experience factor is a real one. Uh, and I think with, with San Fran, you know, he's going to be able to sit, and they don't need him right now. Right. Um, where, you know, but over with the Jets. On his belt, do you take him or do you take Trash from Florida, who has played at the highest level you can play? The NFL right. D-League, the SEC. <laughs> you know what I'm yep. saying? Exactly. Exactly. You know? And that that's a great question. That's a great question. So it's, well, I guess the thing is potential wise, and, and and that's one potential, of the yeah. things you got. Yeah. What are they? What the are they, are they, are the potential? Upside. Are they looking at what he actually did numbers wise in college? Mm-hmm. You know, I think potential. He's going to be better than Trash. But right. if he had to play this year, I think you'd rather go with Trash because he's more seasoned. Gotcha. But you know, since they got what is it? I, I, I get his name confused. Garoppolo. Um, yep. Yep. They don't. They don't have to have him right now, and he can sit back and learn, and you know, try to get some of that experience. Which, hey, you know, I used to work with Coach Spur. Coach, Coach Spur used to say that's the best job in the NFL: backup quarterback. Backup quarterback. They they got to pay right. to keep you around, um, but you don't take all those hits. That's <laughs> right. Don't play them. That is right. Which. Hey, that is true. Because they need a great backup quarterback just in case. Something just happens. in case. Exactly. Uh, my my they, Eagles prime example. Foles and Dang Wentz. Wentz go down. You bring Nick yeah. Foles in there, boom, win a Super Bowl. You know? Exactly. Exactly. And now Carson Wentz trying to figure out what he's going to do now. I mean, even Ain't if you no look at uh, Brady. I mean, that's how Tom Brady got his job. You know? Injury happened. Yep. And, you know, he stepped in and – Hey, now the guy that wants to start to get a fine somewhere. Exactly. 
But I guess at that level, you got two quarterbacks like that. You can't have however much money, $10 million sitting on the bench. I guess. I don't know. Oh, no. No. That's yeah. over my head. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's why, you know, Trey Lance, they can't think he's going to sit on the bench for, for about a year or so. And right. then it's time for him to go. But if you look at the Packers, you know, they bumped up, which is why uh, Rodgers is mad now. They bumped up last year to sign the kid in the first round. Didn't really have conversations with him and pissed him off a little bit from what I understand. And then this uh-huh. year they get him in a re- well, now he's really upset. So I'm curious to see what's going to happen with that deal because he's saying he wants out. Well, Doug, he's been in the league 16 years. I mean, do I have to consult you on who I'm drafting? I mean, I know he's Aaron Rodgers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I guess, but I guess from I what mean, I understand, the, the thought process is, hey, you're the guy. We okay. should bring this guy in, you know, so, so just – because that's what they did with, with uh, uh, Brett Favre, but but I, right. I guess they told Brett Favre, "Hey, we're gonna sign, we're gonna we're gonna draft this kid here, and you know, because you're getting older or whatever it is." Right. But it was just not. They just said, "Hey, we're drafting this kid," here. and then they just didn't draft him. They bumped up to get him. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. That would be the wrong way too. If I my blood pressure right. is to that point to your organization, and yeah. I'm taking you yeah. here. I've done this and this. Yeah, at least consult me. At least let me know. Yeah, at least just say, hey, we're going to do this. Not that I got to agree yeah. with it. At least I know. Right. Versus sitting home and be like, oh, they just drafted him? What are they trying to tell me? Yeah, it's like, hey, it's like I come in my office and somebody's sitting in there, hey, I'm the new assistant defense line coach. Oh, yeah? <laughs> we got one of them now? <laughs> What's that mean for me? You know what I mean? Exactly. 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 And I've seen that happen now. I've seen that happen. I've seen that happen. I was I was on the staff. So all of a sudden, we uh, our OC we we got our OC, and then coach hired somebody else to come in. So yeah, I'm the new OC. Huh? Wait a minute. <laughs> what does that mean for him? <laughs> <laughs> but you know what's the crazy thing? That same what's thing that? happened to the next about four years later. Yep. That yep. guy had the same thing happen to him. So it's kind of, yeah. It's just all of a sudden, another guy show up. Our profession is off the chain. Oh, it is. It is off the chain. Off the chain, no doubt about that. There's no doubt about it. And, hey, and if you don't think so, you keep on. You're going to figure it out sooner or later. Figure it out sooner or later. So, now, have you had many guys to uh, play in the league? Um, a handful, and over the years, a handful. We've um, um, in two thousand and six, we had a kid get drafted in the fifth round in Khalid Abdullah. And he played for Cincinnati okay. for, for three years. Uh, had a kid Michael Grant play DB for the Browns. Uh, we had a young man named Marquez Williams who played for us, mm-hmm. graduated, got his degree, went to Miami and played fullback, and then played mm-hmm. for Cleveland for a year. Um, right. Now and currently, we have a young man named uh, Denzel Good playing for the Raiders, offensive lineman. Right, right. Yeah, he's out of Gaffney, South Carolina. Gaffney, which which goes to show it doesn't matter where you are. If you are good enough, we'll find you. They will find you. They will find you. The bottom line, they're gonna find you. They gonna find you. So, 
Yep. A little you know Farmville, North Carolina now. Yep. Up in the mountains. And being the, pro the liaison, mountains. being the pro liaison, I talk to them all anyway, so. <laughs> well, good, good. Well, hey, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with our first guest. Hold on. Today, more than ever, we think about the air our family breathes. You and your family need to count on your home's air to be clean, free from harmful bacteria, and safe from the coronavirus. Nano air filters are the defense system your home HVAC system needs. Our filter media is created with a super fine spider-like material which captures particles as small as the virus. Standard home filters are just far too porous to do the job. So make the healthy choice and upgrade your air filters today by visiting nanoairsolutions.com. Come 
Hey, how's everybody doing? This is Everett Sands with the West Foundation Sports Talk Show. We're back, and we have our first guest of the evening, Mr. Sean Fortier. Sean, how's everything going? I'm doing good, Coach. How you doing? I'm doing well, doing well. We uh, He's over in the sunshine capital of the world over there in California, and uh, he's a he runs a Lexus dealership over there in Woodland Hills in L.A., but, but Sean, if you if you don't mind, just tell us a little bit about your background. Uh, that's a long story, but kind of, kind of short story. You know, grew up uh, grew up half my life between Jersey and, and believe it or not, Guam. Uh, played ball my whole life into college, uh, baseball, basketball, football, et cetera. Went to the military for about four years, uh, Air Force to be exact. And man, it's crazy. Time flies. I've actually been in the car business. Come July, I've been in the car business for twenty years. So. Uh, Started as a young, young knuckleheaded kid that just uh, wanted to win. That's it. So that's the the short, the short version. Now, one, you talked about just when we was getting ready to come in about how the car business is similar to athletics. How is that so? Um, a lot of parallels. You know, um, the competitive side of it probably more than anything. You know, it's uh you know, as a, as a as a former athlete, right, it's all about, you know, I say it's all about winning, but for the most part, it's all about winning. And in our business, you know, winning is, it, it equates to success, right, for guys that, you know, can put the put their head down and just grind. I hate to use the word like grind and hustle. Those are like real cliche in today's, you know, social media environment. But for people that really truly understand how to hustle and grind and put their nose to the grindstone, it's a, uh, it's a rewarding, rewarding business, but no different than sports. So, and I run, I run kind of like a sports team as well. Same, same type scenario. Just uh, you know, training, coaching, motivating, holding people accountable, and, and uh, you know, pushing people to be to be the best. Right. Now, one of the things that I, I, I saw in one of your posts, uh, you were talking about no plan B. Mm-hmm. Um, could you go into that in more detail? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, <laughs> if you got a plan B, then you're not fully committed to plan A. Right. I, I, I never, mm-hmm. as I said in that post, I, I, I never had a plan B. Right. When I when I got into this business, um, I had five hundred dollars to my name and, and uh, I, I, did, I didn't know what else to do other than to succeed. I, losing wasn't an option. Failure wasn't an option. Right. So if I had a plan B, then I never committed to plan A, then I wouldn't be where I'm at today. And I'm not saying that, you know, by any means, I'm the most successful person in the world. But, um, you know, I committed to this. Right. And, and I wanted to be the best at this. And that that commitment level, that. Uh, you know, strive for perfection. That strive to win. The, the the you know they say the relentless pursuit, right? Is uh, uh, mm-hmm. that pays huge dividends, man. I just you know people that tell me they got Plan Bs. I'm like, well, man, you just you're, you're never gonna you're never gonna succeed, man. You just got to commit to it, you know. And if you don't make it, then uh, uh, oh snap, <laughs> I got to figure something else out. But you, you'll never get to that point right. if you're fully committed. Exactly. Which um, on one hand, there's a, a, a lot of kids that sort of say, hey, my plan A is I'm going to the NFL or, or the NBA mm-hmm. or the major leagues and all of that. The uh, With those kids, um, and of course, the reality is, you know, you got less than 1% or right at 1% that make it. Right. The, but, but they still have to work like that's all I got. Mm-hmm. No doubt about that. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you don't put that work in, you're not gonna have a chance. Right. Because you talk to some of the most talented people ever. Um, 
But one of the things that I, I, I believe is that work ethic is going to help you in whatever you do. Right. But you got to earn that work ethic. Right. And, and I think that goes in line with what you're saying, that i got to put everything i got in the plan A. But if I don't learn that discipline, that work ethic, in my current plan, it's not going to translate to anything else. Right. Right. And so, Absolutely. Yeah. And you've been successful because you was in California, and then you came mm-hmm. to Texas. I got mm-hmm. a chance to meet you, and then you went back to Cal. Right. So, what are in, in your mind? What are some of the things that that are the secrets to your success? Um, you know, I just <laughs> kind of. I think it kind of started at an early age. Uh, you know, in in growing up, like with sports, first first and foremost, right? Um, and then secondly, my father was actually a military man, so. Um, you combine that 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 work ethic that I kind of had in an early age and my desire to compete. Like I was, I was that kid. Like if I lost in a game of horse, I wanted to fight. Like I just I hate losing more than I like winning, right? And that that type of fuel, that fire, you know, transferred into this to where I always wanted to be number one. Um, and even when I started in this business, even selling cars, um, I, I told the story to my guys the other day. Like I, there have been times in my career where I literally have given up money, like gave up money, so I don't want the money. Because that money, if I was focused on the money, it would have cost me winning number one, being the number one guy. And I've always said that if you, if you just focus on winning and being the number one guy, the, the money part's going to take care of itself. So my, my mentality is just when did it all cost without lying, cheating, and stealing, if that, if that makes sense. So mm-hmm. um, it's uh, – yeah, I mean, I, I can go on and on about stuff like that, but I'm, you know, I'm, you know, I'm comfortable being uncomfortable, you know, as, as, as the state the right. saying goes. So – So focus on winning and being the number one guy, the money would take care of itself. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I mean, there's a lot more to it than just that, obviously. Uh, but uh, and that's a that's the that's the, the the force that starts it, right? And you know, for me, maybe it was a combination of a couple of different things. Like I said, when I started this business, I had, uh, you know, fortunately, thank God for him. But you know, you met you met Nikos, obviously. But I had two kids, you know, at a very early age, you know, and I was. I was a 20-year-old kid with two kids, and I didn't know anything other than I just can't I can't fail me and I can't fail them. <laughs> we just got to figure it out. So I think right. uh, I think at an early age that 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 definitely is a, a driving force for sure. Yep. Sometimes that that family would definitely help push you along. Definitely mm-hmm. help push you along. And and Chuck, if you have any questions, definitely feel free to go on and throw them out there. Um. Now. Okay, sounds good. Um, success is not your own, and you got a bunch of people that's working with you. Yep. What are one or two things on the leadership side that are vital uh, to you and your team's success? Oh, it's 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 always about the team. <laughs> you know, uh, to be frank with you, when I first got in this business, you know, I was a I was a young, fiery kid, you know, full of piss and vinegar. Thought I was God's gift to the car business. And I learned at a really early age that, that I can't do it by myself. You know, I got 100-plus employees. And, you know, these guys um, are the ones that, that, that hit the pavement. They're the ones that really, truly makes it happen, right? And I, I'm a little bit of a different leader than most where I genuinely, genuinely love to see my team win. Like, I, I want to see my team winning. You know, my goal is to, you know, really see people succeed in life. And, um, you know, I always say put a little steak with their beans and rice. Like, I genuinely – if I. I, I feel like God blessed me with a gift in this business that, that if I didn't give it to others to help them grow, 
and I took it to the grave right. with me, then shame on me, right? That's a shame on mm-hmm. me. You, you understand what I'm saying? It's no different than coaching, coaching football, yep. right? If you didn't, if you had a gift to yep. give, then you just kept it to yourself, man. You're a bad person for that. Yeah. So That's true. yeah, always, definitely, always about the team, you know. And I'm, I don't care about the credit, you know. As I say to these guys, there's no limits to what a man can do if he doesn't care who gets the credit. Just let's just let's just exactly. win as a team. So. Yep. That is so true. That is so true. The um. Now, how many different uh, dealerships have you been put in charge of over the years? Uh, you know, I was running stores in my – it's crazy it is, because t- typically in my business you don't run stores until you're like – if you ever get to that point, it's like a 1%, right, in, compared to sports. Right. Um, they're 50s, 60s, you know, before you ever get that opportunity. Um, I, I fortunately uh, uh, progressed at a very, very fast pace. So I was actually running stores in my late 20s. Um, wow. and, and believe it or believe it or not, it was actually a big one of the biggest Mercedes stores in the country. So Mercedes Benz store right here in LA. Um so I ran two stores at that point in time. Uh so it was a Mercedes Benz and an Acura store. So I was running multiple rooftops. Um and then when I met you is when I had that opportunity to to, to buy into a store, which was a store back in back right. in Texas. So and then you know, it was a gentleman that I've known for quite some time that that uh we've talked over the years about going going into business together. Uh, and prior to Mercedes, I was with Lexus. Uh, actually, when I was back in Texas, I was in Houston. Um, so this kind of came together. It was right down the street from my place. So I know it was a, a big, quick, you know, run to Texas and back, man. And, you know, I love the great state of Texas, man, but I'm just, there ain't nothing like California. You know, you can, not that I do it, but you can go you can go surfing in the morning and skiing in the afternoon if you wanted to. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. You know, you pay for it, right? You pay all, you pay all the yep. money. But man, uh, SoCal is just nice. I missed you when you came out here last time. How was it? Yeah, it was good. It was good. I actually got a chance to go up to uh, I can't remember what it's called to go play some golf. And yeah, it, the view is so beautiful. Just imagine, Chuck, you riding down the road like, man, I got to stop and take a picture of this. This is unbelievable. It's crazy. I mean, just the views as I was riding up there was like, I mean, if you didn't think it was God, you look at that and like. This is this is this is God did this. There's nobody else could have done it. Yeah, so it yeah. I mean, I've I've honestly, um, I've been to a lot of really nice places. I've been fortunate enough with 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 my business where we win trips, and I've been all around the country, places that right. you know you see in pictures, man. And, and to be frank with you, um, Southern California, you run down that coastline is as nice as anywhere in the world. I mean, yeah. it truly is. It's yeah. it's, it's, it's gorgeous. It is. So it's it uh, really yeah. I got. to out there again, so we have to catch up next time I get out there. Yeah, definitely. The, now, I see that your kids, are, the younger ones, are definitely yeah. pretty active. In what all are they doing? So I got, uh, obviously, my two of the boys, they're about to graduate college, um, and then I got my three younger ones. So I got an eight-year-old, a five-year-old, and a three-year-old. So, you know, we started again. Um, and uh, you've probably seen some videos of my eight-year-old, but he's a, uh, yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a little stud. <laughs> You know, they're, he's pretty active, obviously, between baseball, basketball, football, uh, track, doing some speed training, a lot, a lot of speed training. Um, but, yeah, football, we've been doing a lot of tra- – baseball, too, but we do a lot of traveling for football. We just got back from Vegas last weekend. We were in Arizona in March, won the national – the Hard Count National Championship. Uh, and then we got another tournament coming up in San Diego in June. So I'm coaching those teams, those football teams. Um, but, yeah, a lot, a lot of traveling. So we got – it's fortunate – you know, we we were able to compete against the, the the best competition in the country. We've been playing teams around here locally, and it's kind of really hasn't been any 
I hate to say it like this on the radio show, man, but there hasn't been a whole lot of comp. So we had to we had to go travel. So we played the number one team from Texas back in back in Vegas and team from Indiana. And yeah, we're just trying to find competition. So, um, yeah. but that's it's full time. There's not a day off. You know, football's going, baseball's mm-hmm. going, at baseball practice tonight. I mean, it just it never ends, man. Right, right. And and Nico's what is Nico's doing now? He's about to graduate. Well, I say he's about to graduate. He's, he's at, he transferred to Arizona State. Um, right. You know, quit playing ball, obviously, uh, which was disappointing. But neither here nor there. Uh, that's what he wanted to do. Want to concentrate on school and finish out school and have fun. So, you know, I can't I can't fault him for that. So he's got a he's got a year left and uh, uh, he's working, 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 and going to school at the same time. So, you know, he's enjoying himself. He's having a good time. That's good. Hey, I understand. You know, my son decided that he he wanted to, as he put it, retire. Uh, he, <laughs> he said, "I'm gonna retire from football. I want to concentrate on my academics." You tell him, "Boy, you don't retire until you make money." <laughs> <laughs> that ain't retiring. That's quitting. No, I'm joking. <laughs> well, the the good thing is he, he does have a co-op already in place. So uh, it's I guess his retirement, uh, it, it, it sports has led to some good things on the academic side. So good for him. That is a but you know on on the, the culture me like son you know hey let's roll right but of course right. the, the the dad of me like all right I'm gonna support you whatever your decision. Is. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, right? Sports, sports comes to an end. So, you know, the fact that he's focused on the academic side—that's not a bad thing, you know. Uh, no. And I got, no. I got to put things in perspective with Nikos when that happened too. I'm like, okay, is yeah. it really a bad thing? No. Was he going to the league? No. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, I don't have that that false perception. So, uh, you know, school—the yeah. fact that he went to concentrate on school is definitely not a bad thing. So, you know, we talk about Plan A, Plan B. It's funny you say that, and you bring up my my eight-year-old TJ. He uh, <laughs> he already has his Plan A and B set up. So even though I'm telling you there's no Plan B, his Plan B is already set. So he he says uh now, what's, his, what's he, plan A and plan B? Oh, plan A is going to NFL. And there's no question in his mind. I'm like and I, I'm not right. gonna tell him you can't, right? I mean who who am I as a dad to say you can't? So right. uh like right. we were watching it. We were watching the draft the other day, he said, Dad, he said, When when I go up there, am I gonna be in that room? And <laughs> he's like he's already assu- the assumption closed, man. He's already assuming he's there. Right? And then Good. uh Good. but his plan B is he's gonna he's gonna own a car dealership. So nice. I mean he's just you know that's that's junior. So junior junior's got to figure it out. He's gonna go to the league first, and then he's gonna own the car dealership. And you know, talking to my my partner, he's like, "All right, we can make that happen." So <laughs> yeah, he said. So he does have a plan B. So I, you know, I'm I'm kind of talking out of both sides of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, but it's it's one of those on the athletic side, which I think that a lot of kids need to understand is that it's not always an ability thing. Right. Um, because sometimes sports don't love you back. Yep. You know, I had opportunity to coach uh, a guy that I think would have been a Heisman candidate in Marcus Lattimore, but football didn't love him back, and he tore his knee up. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, his his he was on that path there. But again, he he was doing what he's supposed to do in the classroom. That's why it's so important. Right. I've got to make sure I take care of my academics. One, I can't right. play if I don't take care of my academics. But two, that right there is not quote unquote a plan B. Is just me taking care of what I got to take care of. Right. And, and here's a, here's a stat that I that I was told uh, a couple months ago. Um, 
that if you take out the top 10% longevity-wise in the NFL, so take out your Tom Brady's, your, mm-hmm. your, uh, your Drew Breeses, your kickers, your punters, your longs, take all those guys out. Mm-hmm. The top 10%. The average stay in the NFL is 10 and a half months. Mm. Now, if you add those guys back in, it's 3.3 years. Yeah, because I've always heard three, but yeah. Mm-hmm. So even if, if you make your goal of making it to the NFL, there's a chance, a great chance, you're going to be in your early to mid-20s and not in the league anymore. Mm. So what are you going to do now? Right. So it's not a plan B. It's just, okay, I got a plan for when this is over because it's going to end at some point. So I'm right in line with what you're saying, and I don't even think that it, you know it's got to be the plan B. It's just got to be this is my plan for when that part, that sport. Correct, because it's going to come to an end. <laughs> it's going to come to an end. For sure. So and what's, what's pension now, three three years, four years, something like that? Um, I think it used to be four. I think they might change it to three. Yeah, I, I'm not yeah. 100% sure. Regardless, it's, it's, it's way longer than 10 months. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, it is. It is. And actually, I was talking with one of my old players uh, yesterday. He's like, Coach, I'm three games away <laughs> from being eligible for my pitching. Mm. Three games. Mm-hmm. But again, hey, how do you convince you know, somebody it's, it's, to sign three games? Uh, I don't know if you can. Yeah, it's it's but, funny uh, you say that. And I won't, I won't say his name here on the show, but he played for the Steelers. Uh, and he was. He was three and a half years in playing for the Steelers, blew his knee out, lost his pension. He ended up coming selling cars for me. This was like 15 years ago, right. you know, and just right. and, and didn't and, and wasn't a good car salesman. So in, in this, <laughs> they just <laughs> it wasn't good. And I, I, I ain't talked to him in a minute. I don't know what he's doing, but he kind of went downhill from there. Well, hey, so. there is, uh, and, and we're actually going to talk about this a good bit with our, our next guest, um, but he. But I had a another guest on that talked about PSCD, post competition stress disorder. Um, hmm. Just talking about how when you can't compete anymore, how that can have a mental effect on you. Mm-hmm. So it got to, especially when it's taken from you in an injury. You know, it's one thing just to have it taken away from you because you finished playing. But when it's taken from you from an injury, I can imagine it even has more of an effect. So that might have been why he wasn't a good car salesman. <laughs> yeah. Or so many other reasons what it could have been too, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Probably probably a laundry list, but <laughs> mm-hmm. so now let me ask you this. Um what advice? would you give a young person um, that has aspirations of playing on the next level? Playing playing ball at college or after, yep. after that? Both. Don't, I mean, so I, I, I think you kind of, you kind of mentioned playing it. Playing on the college level, and then also part two is um, this guy that want to play on the professional level. Yeah, I mean it's uh you kind of, I think you kind of hit the head on the nail on the head earlier when you were talking about work ethic, right? I mean, you've got to 
you got to have a focus on what it is that you want to accomplish every day you wake up. you got to know why you're waking up and what your grind is for. You know, how bad do you want it? And, and you know, as uh, as 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 Eric Thomas said before, man, he said, are you, you know, are you willing to sacrifice sleep for a chance of success? You know what I mean? Are you, how bad do you really want it? Because as I always tell my kids and, and even my guys, but, you know, um, if you're if you're if you're stagnant and you're not getting better, you're not working towards getting better. The competition is right. If you're you're going backwards in that case, so they just got to have a, a a mental focus that that uh, you know this is what they want to do. And you know, at the end of the day, you know, like, there's no I'm, I'm a no excuses kind of guy. So as as I always tell my guys, you can make excuses to get results, but not both at the same time. You know, you just you got to get after it. And and if you're not good at something, you need to work on that. So you know, I can go on and on and on about that. But yeah, it's uh. Uh, as far as playing ball at the next level, obviously we all know this, man. It's 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 slim. It's it's you know next to damn near impossible. Uh, but you can't let anybody tell you can't do it. So that's why I was talking about with TJ earlier. I just he thinks he can do it. Let's go. <laughs> you got to commit to it though. It's not easy. There's days he wants to take days off, and I'm like, I don't want to. Again, he's only eight years old, right? So it sounds crazy talking to an eight year old like that. But he's a little bit different. Um, right. But there's days he wants to take days off. I'm like, cool. I said, just understand, like, hey, there's there's people grinding right now. So, um, but yeah, that's uh, a little about my thoughts. The um, and I guess um, and and again, I don't know the answer, but I, with with him, how much do you temper the grind with being an eight year old? A, a lot, a lot. There's there's, there's a you got to be careful with that, right? So if they don't yeah. want to do it. Um, then, then that's that's short lived. That's 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 not going to happen. Um, you know, like my five year old, for example. Um, you know, TJ when he was five was not 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 necessarily more athletic, but he was so into it. And to be frank with you, it's probably because he watched Nikos. So he watched Nikos when he was two three years old, coming up playing high school ball. So he followed him. So he always wanted to be like his big brother. And you know, they used to carry him down on Friday nights, like on on the football players' shoulders. You know what I mean? Like so, he grew up around that. So he's one of those kids that actually I don't have to push, you know, which is mm-hmm. which is very odd. You know, my five year old on their hand, we had football practice last night, and he said he didn't want to go. You know, and it's like, you know, how do you how do you handle that? He's five years old, and I, I don't have him playing football, but I got at least him. I got him out, you know, training or running or just doing something to get him outside the house, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's. I mean, they, they got to want it within themselves first, right? Or you're just pushing an eight year old because because I, I don't want to do that. I definitely don't want to do that. You'll burn them out before they ever get a chance. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And it's you know on one some hand, some kids are born with that stuff too. Now, now, if somebody like Sean talking about his son, he might just have it. You know what I'm saying? He right. might be right. one of those yep. dudes. One of those yep. dudes. You know, you play with them dudes. You serve with oh, them yeah. dudes. You know, there's guys who are just different. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He might be one of those guys right now. At eight. You know, he's got a plan A and a plan B. And hey, I'm coaching 22 years. I have a clue what they're gonna do tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They're gonna yeah. be done with everything, and they don't yeah. have a clue. Yeah. yeah. Hey, so, and you're right. Some people just have it, right? And, I, and I'm not saying it. Yeah. He's it, right? I mean, a lot of people might say that that know him, but like he wakes up and and he's like either wakes up and or the night before he'll say, Hey, Dad, what's tomorrow? What are we doing tomorrow? I'm like, tomorrow's baseball. Cool. What, is it with the Phillies or the Dodgers? Because we play like a rec ball and a travel ball team, right? And mm-hmm. then football, which – who is it? Who's going to be there? Is it the 8-year-old team or the 10-year-old team? Because he quarterbacks for the 8- and the 10-year-old team, right? And, like, he yeah. just – he just he's into it, you know. Um, 
I will tell you that if there's one thing that he's not always into, we do speed training once a week. I mean, I'm not talking like footwork. I'm talking about like straight, know how to run track speed. You know, I work with one mm-hmm. of the top top speed guys in the country out here. He's a good friend of mine. And what I don't do, I do a lot of footwork with him, but he does some speed with him. And sometimes he hesitates at that. Maybe just like a straight hour, hour and a half of running, he might not love. Right. But then when he's out there, he's into it. So I, I don't know. I mean, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I really don't have to push him. It's crazy. That's good. That's good. Good, good, good. And I, I understand that one as well. But here's, you know, I'm trying to. Uh, just where my son is continue to not necessarily push but, but make sure he's doing what he needs to do, which he'll normally do what he needs to do, but at the same time, if he get an opportunity to get on that Xbox, he's going to do that too. Me, <laughs> <laughs> so, Xbox is one of the one of the things that are, that are hurting our kids more than anything. It drives me nuts. drives me absolutely nuts. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 man, I actually managed to keep electronics for the most part out of my house for a long time. Uh, right. My older boys played it eventually when they got in like high school, right? Whatever. But my little ones, we haven't. And I would tell you the one thing that brought it out, and not even that, they're playing like Roblox and stuff now. It all came out with COVID. They were stuck in the house mm-hmm. and yeah, they couldn't yeah. get out. Yeah, and yeah. and we had to we had to find ways for them to be able to communicate with their friends and and people they play ball with and their classmates. And, you know, one thing that they all had in common was they all had a phone or an iPad or something, and then they got on Roblox or whatever other video game. And now it's like, I mean, it's almost, I joke about it. I'm like, that's the devil. Like, I just, <laughs> I, can't, I can't stand it. <laughs> so we, we, we limit it. We limit it, but it's still too much. Right, exactly, exactly. And that's that's what we do. So it's when when, when it gets on, it's like, all right, yeah, I'm on this today. Y'all leave me alone. Y'all ain't let me have it all week, so I get Friday and Saturday. So. Yeah. Hey. But, Sean, we definitely appreciate it, man. Uh, great conversation and, and definitely much continued success to you. And next time I come to Cali, we'll definitely make sure we hook up. Yeah, we'll go play some golf. Definitely. Definitely. But, <clears throat> but we'll, we'll definitely be in touch. And we're yes, going to take a short break back in the queue. So hold on. Appreciate it, y'all. Go ahead, so make it do what it do.
it's your turn. Before you lose your mind, you better press rewind and get some understanding. Don't wanna waste my time. You see, I work for mine. Life is too demanding. Breaking every rule, thinking that it's cool. Don't you be no fool. Now that you're brand new and getting on through, something to take with you. I was young. How's everybody doing? This is Edward Sands of West Foundation Sports Talk Show. I got my co-host Chuck Pfeiffer with me, and our yep, next yep. guest, Mr. Kevin Thurman. Kevin, how's everything going? It's going good, Everett. How are you? I'm doing well, man. Doing well. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining us. Appreciate the, uh, you asking me. Now, let me tell you how I know Kevin. You know, I. I get up early in the morning to go work out, and I see this big old dude over there, and like, man, when I grow up, I want to be like him. <laughs> and uh, got a chance to speak to him, and, and definitely a great guy. But, Kevin, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you've done and so on and so forth. Well, I uh, I have been um, in the weight room for 28 years, um, competed in bodybuilding, and until I got old and broke up like I am now and uh, just um, had a background of, uh, of baseball and uh, turned into, uh, turned into to weightlifting and then it went into competitive bodybuilding and then, and, you know, here we, here we are now. The, um, uh, how long were you in competitive bodybuilding? Uh, I think I competed in 1999 the first time, and the last time I competed was 2009. I think I competed in 10, 10 shows. I had a little, I had a, I had a gap there between, uh, I believe it was 03 to 07. Had a had a couple injuries and had had to get through them, and then and then also just. Get get where I needed to be for the for the next the next level and the next step. Um, right. So, yeah. Well, good, good. The um, now on, on the these competitions, how do you do in competition? I mean, did you win about ten of them? No, not like you would have done if you would have been up there. So I'm glad you weren't standing beside me. Um, no, I uh, I don't. I never play. I placed out of the top three one time. Um, okay. uh, so I was qualified for nationals eight out of ten. Uh, won a couple of them. Um, so for 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 a, for a tall guy six foot two, 
that not oh, yeah. uh, not your typical bodybuilding height. I uh, I held my own pretty good. That's good. That is good. The um, now what is and I don't know what is the average height of a bodybuilder. I would say somewhere around the five eight to five nine mark. I was always a heavyweight, super heavyweight, a couple times, um, yeah. and they, they they might be up there five ten, five eleven. Every now and again, you know, a six foot. And I mean, then there was a couple. Uh, uh, you know, you'd have you've had a couple guys that were a little little taller, but but not not yeah. typically. That's now, a long way to move that weight that high. Yeah, right. I have to ask because he looks tall, but I don't know how tall. How tall is Arnold Schwarzenegger? I think he was six two. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because just I just remember twins. He looked like he was really really tall compared to Danny DeVito. Well, Danny DeVito was four foot eleven. So yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Anybody standing beside a mailbox be tall. Exactly. Now, now one of the things that I know uh, that we talked about was that you had a injury, something was going on with your back, um, right. and then you had to deal with sort of get step away from competition. Tell us a little bit about about that and how that transpired and, and how that affected you. Well, I had. Um... Actually, before the before the back, I had um, some hip issues, and I had okay. a hip reconstruction. Um, and and this this was this was after this was after my competing competing days. This has been in the yeah. last you know twenty four twenty four months or so. Um, had a hip okay. reconstruction, and um, and you know and, and got through that, and 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 it wasn't long after ended up having to have the same hip. Uh, replaced, totally replaced, um, and you know that that didn't. They had to end up redoing that one again. Um, so came back from that. So we're at 2000, 2019 now, and um, and well, 2019 of August, they they did the the second operation on it, and then in November of 2019, I had to have the right one totally replaced. And mm-hmm. that's when things got tough, um, and you know had some 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 other things uh, happening, myopathy and type things like that with my with my thighs. It was it was a struggle to to basically get around, I guess you could say. And that's right. when the back issue was noticed. And in August of last year, I had a uh, L5 disc removed. Um. So and and by that by that time, I think I had been out of the gym uh, for about 16 months. I mean, the last time I worked out was the morning of my surgery in August of 2019. At that point, wow. and that was after you know 27 years. Right. So. Mm. Wow. Now the uh, the. Uh... One of the things that I know we talked about was that that was a little struggle from a mental aspect. Um, how how what were some of the thoughts? What were you thinking when you were going through? I can only imagine, you know, doing well, something for you know, the, yeah. 
yeah, do, doing something 27 years, and then, you know, I, I guess in January of 20, I, I knew that, you know, things weren't things weren't weren't right. You know, it was I'd, I'd never had the the physical struggle on a day to day to to get around. So that's when the mental probably really started. Um, but um, you know, fast forward to uh, to the to the back surgery, which was on August the sixth, and I was sitting at my kitchen kitchen bar August the thirteenth, and I happened to look up at the microwave. It was one thirty, and right then and there is when I can pinpoint the depression hitting me, like. Uh, best way I can describe it is something that I've never, never felt before from a, from an emotional standpoint or a mental standpoint, and definitely from a physical standpoint. And I'm, and I have, I have handled some physical, you know, challenges, you know, leading up to that. Just, you know, from the daily grind, you know, of just training and, and whatnot. But from that point forward, that's when, you know, the the depression just hit me. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, it's, uh, and, and we probably all, we probably all said it, you know, Hey man, that depresses me. No, you'll, you'll, mm-hmm. you'll know if you're depressed or not, you know, right. you'll, right. you'll, you'll, you'll know it. And, 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 you, you know, and there's, and there's no way to, uh, to prepare for that. You can't prepare for that to come because it just happens. Right. 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 Yeah. Mm. So what did you do to, Climb yourself out of that. Well, it was a. Uh, I, I would say it was probably a a three month process. Um, I had a I had a a very uh, tough six weeks from from that August the thirteenth, you know, time forward. Um, probably probably the the hardest darkest part of part I can ever remember. I would think. And basically, it's almost like you have to let it run its course. You know, I, uh, you know, my 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 family. You know, they they were they were full support. Um, you know, he might as well be like a brother, uh, Neil Foy. You know, I've known him thirty years. You know, he would he would come visit, and and you know, I work for I work for Hood Construction Company, but it's really Hood Construction Family. Um, they, they, there wasn't a day that people from, from my job were not checking on me or coming by or, you know, it was a, it was, it was a constant thing. And, you know, when you're, when you're at that point where you, where you kind of feel like you don't have a purpose, you have that Mm -hmm. support system that's letting you know that you are. Um, and it's great to hear that and, 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 and you, and you need it. But you know, at the end of the day, you're the one that's got to look in that mirror and know that you know you do have a purpose, and it's gonna get better. And you know, tomorrow is gonna be better than today. And even though you're still in it, you're one day further than you were yesterday. Right. Yeah. Um, so I imagine that support system was huge. Um, what? Just, and again. Yes. What do, what do you think happens when somebody doesn't have that support system? Well, it, you know, it could it could it could get very very bad. I don't I don't know how you 
how you would how you would make it through it without a support system because if you're and and you know from my experience if you're in like deep depression and and I would say that I was there you know when I when I say those those 6 weeks those rough 6 weeks if I was awake I was crying wow and that's just, that's just that's just what it was you know so but you know when you when you have those people constantly in your ear you know mm-hmm. you that that's why you go to tomorrow and that's why you go to the to the next day you know and 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 your kids you know and you know see, you know the, them coming and and you seeing them and that that leads a little bit of motivation you know but okay. if you, right. if you don't have a support system you definitely need to go find one you know whether, who who whoever whoever that may be you know it could be the person that you really would would, would never think but if it's you know if it's somebody willing to listen, exactly, exactly. So, you know, um, and I, and I mentioned it a little bit earlier, and we had a, a guest on a couple of weeks ago, and she talked about PSCD, um, the post competition stress disorder. Yep. And just talking about how when you're not able to compete anymore right. that it causes a stressor and if you're not careful then it can lead to some mental issues um, do you think this is along the lines of what you were dealing with oh i think it i think it was 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 totally like that i mean you know like i like i say you know you you get up every morning at four o'clock for twenty-seven years, and you're at the gym yep. by five or five fifteen, and you do that, you know, five yep. or six days a week, and your 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 life is just it's it's regimented, not necessarily controlled by it, but it's regimented by it, and it's mm-hmm. something from a physical aspect that you did second nature because it became yep. second nature, but it was you, it was part of your day, it was what you did. Mm-hmm. And when it's all of a sudden taken, then it's it's definitely going to throw, you know, a, a wrench in there. And, you know, for me, it's like mine happened after the fact of the, of the competition, but I still would get up at 4 o'clock and I would go to the gym. And, you know, some people, right. you know, people would ask me, you know, Kevin, why do you still get up that early? Why do you still go at it like that? I said, well, you know, I mean, just because I had another birthday doesn't mean I got to stop doing this. You know, I'm not going to give up 20-some-odd years of work just, you know, because I'm not, you know, competing anymore. You know, you're competing with yourself every day. Yep. Yep, that's very true. That is very true. And and that's that's something that I think that – a lot of kids got to understand or should understand that, yes, I'm trying to win a job here, trying to do that, but really my biggest competition is looking at me in the mirror every day. And right. It's, as soon as you yeah, it's that, are you doing what you need to do every day? Yep. yep. That's it. That's it. Um, and it takes discipline to get up every morning. It's not easy. There's oh, some it days takes, you don't feel it. Yes, it takes discipline right now to, exactly. to to get up. You know, I mean, I'm this is uh, this is week 19 for me from week 19 of being back to the gym 
since you know coming out of the depression and 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 being able to go back to the gym there was there was many many mornings that I would drive up there and it would be at five o'clock in the morning and I'd sit in the parking lot, but I wouldn't go in. And the and the and the gym is like the last place that ever intimidated me, but I wasn't mm. I, I wasn't me, right? You know, so but but yeah, nineteen nineteen weeks and 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 they you know moving forward. Nineteen weeks. Yeah, getting it done. Deal count. Deal count. Deal count. He gets after not Chuck. Uh, he he won't be living with the kickers. Oh, there's no other way. I, I mean, he like you said, he's been doing it that long. There's no other way. You know, I'm trying to get Everett to get in that five fifteen instead of six. <laughs> get on that telecom. <laughs> he needs he needs that extra forty five minutes or something. I don't know what. <laughs> hey, well, see, well, here's what you said with me. I'm usually up at five, but but I'm, I'm trying to get my stretch on, so I gotta I gotta make sure that I, I'm loose and ready to roll. So uh-huh. it takes me a little bit longer to get rolled. I got you. I'm running right back and doing that. Say that again. That's what you're running back to do, right? <laughs> right. I'm trying to listen to my body better. That's all. I'm trying to listen to my body better. But but of course, when I get in there, I try to I try to work like like Kevin's working. Okay. Well, what we can do is just set up a time. There we go. There we yeah. go. But, hey. You 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 guys start pushing me really hard. Well, that's then, what you want. Would, that's what you want. <laughs> then then yeah. I'm gonna get then I'm gonna get big. You know I you know I lost all that weight, so I'm trying to not put get too big. We'll keep it under control. <laughs> we'll keep it under control. <laughs> uh, I might we might be going to do that. At least once or twice a week. All right. And get rolled. And get okay, rolled. So. What were your favorite exercises to do? What was when my you favorite exercise? What was your favorite exercise? What was your favorite list to do? Uh, well, being 6'2", everything was hard because I had a long mm-hmm. way to go. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, if, I, if I had to say my, my favorite thing to do would probably be shoulders or back. That was that was probably my favorite my favorite things to do. I guess I was halfway decent on those on those couple things. Um, obviously, you know, bench pressing. I have long arms. Squatting. I got mm-hmm. long legs. So that 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 wasn't a favorite of mine. I've I've, I've laid in many a floor after squatting, and oh yeah, <laughs> not 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 been pretty. But uh, you know, you do you do what you do what you have to do to get through it. Because the, exactly. the guy you're going to be going against, he's doing that, and he don't care how tall uh-huh. you are. Uh huh. Yeah. And that's kind of the same the same mentality that I had to find again in coming out of of all of this to get myself back. Um, right. Because not only did did the did getting back to the gym, which is not what it used to be, but getting back to the gym helped me mentally. It allowed me to better myself outside of the gym and realize a lot more things. 
you know, and, and, and help you at work. You just you get back to your 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 person again. And makes right. you stronger than you were when you started. Exactly. exactly. From a, for definitely from a from a from a mental standpoint, is you know right. definitely makes you makes makes you stronger. And I mean, you know, you, any 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 athlete that has to put in the work to go to beat somebody out for this position or that position is going to have to put in the work, and you got to be mentally strong to do that. But when you can come through something like depression or something like that, it's another, that, that is another level of, right. of, of, of mental, mental strongness, you know, um, and, and a lot of people need to, need to, need to realize that, you know, you're not a, uh, there's not something wrong with you. You're not a, you know, you're not a, 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 a bad person. If you ever fall into that, it's how hard can you work to get out? Exactly. Exactly. Oh. Well, that's good, man. We're, we're we're happy that you was able to go on and fight your way out of it, and fight your way back into the weight room. So yeah. Now the now what um what piece of advice would you give to somebody that has aspirations to take their highest level of this sport? Uh, I would I would say that. They they've got to not second guess any type of 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 work ethic on a on a daily basis. I mean, if you you know, there's no question should you do this or should you do that. You know, you need to. It's got to be 150 percent day in and day out because the the person that you're going to go against or be competing against to like I say to get that spot or whatever they're doing that. Right, and and you know that that's I mean Everett, you know as, as as well as anybody that's that's what it takes on a on a daily basis, and it's not a it's not a seasonal thing. It's a three hundred sixty five day thing. Yes, sir. Yep, no doubt about it. Because here's one thing that I don't care who you are, from a pure talent perspective, there's somebody out there more talented than you. Always. Yep. Always. Always. No doubt. You know, and, and but but and and that's where I think it goes back to you're in a competition with yourself. You can't worry about anybody else, no matter how much talent, genetics, whatever they got. The only thing you can control is what you can control. Exactly. You know, you, you just because they can do this or that, that that doesn't that doesn't really matter. Nope. I mean, that's true. You can only control what you can control. Yep. And that is so true, um, but but of course we often find ourselves competing against other people, and, and I think that that sort of hurts you. Um, if you're better or if you're worse, it hurts you because if you're yeah. better than somebody and you're comparing yourself to them, then you're like, well, I don't have to work as hard as he does because I'm just better than him. And then at the same time, if you feel the other person is better. Then it's then it could be well. Ain't no use working as hard because I know he's gonna he's he's better than me. So it's just compete against yourself. If you compete against yourself, you're gonna be that much better. Um, well, exactly course, because that's the only person that you can control. Exactly. That's right. That's right. Yep. So I've been you know at times I've been comparing myself to to Chuck Pfeiffer. 
No, because <laughs> he's been a guy. He he's he's been in one spot for twenty seven years, and I'll keep bouncing around so I can, you know, try to go be like Chuck. But uh, but right. Chuck is that he's that guy. He's, he's that stability. Um. At, at the university he's been at, and he's he's probably the the mayor up there by now. Whatever, whatever. <laughs> if he's not, not he will be soon. You know, <laughs> I will be soon. Give you right. <laughs> yep, that is so true. So, but Kevin, we do appreciate it, man. It is it's definitely an honor to on, and and again, a lot of people, fortunately, um. I believe have to face that at some point with an injury. Um, and as you know, there's a lot of guys that, that actually have their playing careers cut short because of injuries. Um, oh, yeah. And you wasn't necessarily cut short, but it was still you were competing with yourself. Um you had to deal with not being able to do something, which I can only imagine is tough. Um, so I applaud you for that, and, and I think that, uh, hey, you just got to keep grinding, and that's what you're doing. That's 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 what that's what you got to do on a on a on a daily basis. Is just you know get up tomorrow and go do it, and get up the next day and go do it, and have the have the motivation to be better than you were today tomorrow. That's it. That is it. See, and before you go, just this is the thing that I, I had a in my meeting room. There's a sign, and it said, "The goal isn't to be better than anybody else. The goal is to be better than I was yesterday." That's right. That's right. And if and if you keep that focus, then you're focused on you, and you're only competing right. with you because you can only control you. That's right, Jack. That's yep. it. And, and hey, and when you do that, and that was my—that's the next thing I used to tell him. Hey, because if you do that every day for four years or five, you're gonna be pretty doggone good by the time you leave here. That's right. But you got to just find a way to get better at something today. It might be something small, but get better at something today. And then hey, let the rest take care of itself. So that's right. We're good. Well, Kevin, we appreciate it, man. Enjoyed having you on. And, uh, I appreciate you, know, you having together. me. We got to get together so we can figure out what time we're going to go on and start that training. Get in there a couple of days a week. Well, I know what time I'm going to be there in the morning. That'll be ten after exactly. five. <laughs> Meet you there. So, you know, and I, Chuck, Chuck, me and me and Everett live pretty close. I can come on by there and get him. I guess if I if I need morning. to get him before six o'clock. What you think? Blow the horn, tell him come on out there. Don't hide. Tell me you can't hide from me. <laughs> hey, hey, see, there's something about, for me, I can get up at five. But if it says four anything, that's just different for me. Oh, it'll be different. <laughs> just make the coffee the night before and you'd be good. Exactly. And Kevin, that's the most peaceful time in there, too, because there ain't many people in there at that time. So you kind of got it to yourself. You're kind of in your own little world. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you can, I'm lucky enough to have the key to the weight room up here, so I get in there anytime I want. So I'm in there like you. I'm in there at 4:45, ready to go by myself, and I love it. No excuse, no excuses. Nobody in the way. <laughs> Nobody. Um, grab anything you want to grab. You gotta wait for no benches, no dumbbells, no pull downs, no anything. 
Right. Hey, but you might need a... I went, hey, look, we've been doing it long enough to know what to get under, what not to get under now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to live by myself putting enough weight up there to where somebody got to get it off me. No, no, no. The days are done. <laughs> hey, sometimes you try to push yourself a little bit, though, right? Oh, you will. Yeah, you will. But, you know, that's, uh, when, that's when you but don't But you got to know when to put the brakes on, too. Exactly. 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 You look yeah, around, exactly. ain't nobody, there ain't nobody around there to help you. Oh, maybe I'll set this down. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Yep. No doubt. No doubt. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. So, but hey, but we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with you again. Kevin, thanks a lot. Hold on a second. Kevin, Thank it's you. a pleasure and an honor to meet you, sir. Just put your fingers, bring up to the moon. Girl, what y'all trying to do? 
How's everybody doing? This is Everett Fan, West Foundation Sports Talk Show. Got my man, Chuck Pfeiffer, my co-host tonight. Chuck, great night tonight, man. Mm-hmm. A great guest. Definitely. The, uh, you know, at first he had Sean, and, you know, one of the things that he talked about, which I often have asked that question of myself, which do I hate losing more than I love winning? Mm-hmm. Yep, I've used that. I've asked my players that question too. Yep, because it's, yeah. it's one of those things. Yeah, now you got you got to love winning, but I mean, just hey, that's why one of the things that you always ask my guys: How do you spell fun? And all of them always say W I N. W I N is how you spell fun. I promise you, that's it right. is more fun to win than it is to lose. And, and that's I, I told it, my guys, things are ugly exactly. Hey, if I told my guy, I said that post game meal tastes so much better after you win riding back on that bus. Yep, it, it sure tastes is. so much better. Yep, and that bus ride is so much easier. Oh, my bus goodness. ride, plane ride don't matter. It's so much easier. Well, wait a minute, wait, you know, I'm not big enough to be in the plane rally. You know, y'all y'all charter <laughs> flights and all that stuff when y'all big time. So you know, <laughs> never did that before. Uh, we, we gotta get you where you where you can do that a couple times. I totally agree. <laughs> <laughs> Answer that one quick, bro. Yes, right. He also talked about focusing on winning and being a number one guy, and the money to take care of itself. And I think some guys do put the cart before the horse, and they start focusing on the money. Instead of focusing on what they got to do, make the money. Correct. <clears throat> hey, you got to make sure you you do the things you got to do. As, as we said, mm-hmm. earlier, that question was: Are you looking for success or are you working for it? Two totally different things. Two totally different things. Unfortunately, too many guys are looking for it instead of working for it. Looking for it, and not uh, trusting the process. Yep, and, and you know, and that's so true. What you said right there: trust the process. Um, because the thing is, I gotta learn. I, I gotta fail. I gotta do this, and it's more. It's better for you for to do those things in practice than in the game. Practice. And this just goes back to just thinking about practices. You know, as a and again, as a run back, I try to get my guys to understand. Hey, when you're practicing, you gotta go full speed so I can see that and be able to react. So I, mm-hmm. I have a better of what could happen and now I'm going to react to it versus I'm just going in there jogging and now it's not the same read if I'm not full speed. But again, you know, it's one of those things that, you know, as you get older as a player that, that they start to go on and trust you as the coach. And you have a few, you got a few young ones that say, hey, if coach said it, that's what I'm doing. Right. But most of them right. got to learn the hard way. Yeah. Right. And guys, and now, Ev, you know, it's, it's 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 what can you do for me now 
generation now, right. I think, like that. And, right. you know, the more you invest in something, you know, the harder it is going to be to relinquish it and, and to let go of it and to, and to not fight for it. Exactly. You know, the more you put in, it's I mean, you know about that, what we put in to be where we are. Yep. You know, nobody's going to yep. take that from me. I'm sorry. Not you know, so yeah. So if you, I mean, if you if you if you invest in your time, effort, in your book and in football, and your team and your teammates and everything, your family, that's gonna be hard. That's gonna be hard thing to, to to relinquish. You know, you can't surrender that easily. But if you don't work hard, so right. yeah, okay, you go ahead. You know what I mean? Yep. You know, if yep. someone's handed to you, rather than you bust your butt for it. It makes a big difference. Yeah. That's, that's kind of like, you know, if you save up and buy your own car, you're going to treat that car better than if somebody just gave it to you. No doubt. No doubt. And it's, that, that's true every day of the week. My, um, money spend, again, my money spent different than my parents' money. <laughs> oh, no doubt about it. No doubt you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Hey, if they paying for it, oh, I want this, I want that. I want yeah, this. exactly. Oh, I just can get that over there. <laughs> yeah, let me get this value meal now. <laughs> yep, exactly. So that, that that is definitely so true, so true. So, you know, then we had Kevin Thurman join us, and that's uh, you know a great story there. Um, of course, you know one of the things that will help develop you into who you are is what you go through. Yep, and. Uh, one personally, I can't imagine having to go through a hip reconstruction and getting that hip replaced twice, and then getting my other hip replaced, um, and then having back have to have back surgery, all in about a two-year period. Well, yeah, that's, that's tough on you. And you've been active yeah. since day one. You've been active since yep. day one. And all of a sudden, you can't do anything now. Yeah, yeah, that, that's that's really tough. That's really tough. Um, and I think, again, it goes into that, that PTSD, that competition stress disorder, um, mm-hmm. which, you know, one of those things that I think if you're on the team, it don't matter if you played a lot. You're going to go through that a little bit, that withdrawal, because I've been training for years, and now all of a sudden I have nothing to train for. So maybe, maybe that's why I still, I still try to get in there and, and go after it as if I'm training for something. I don't know what, but I'm training for something. But if well, and that's why I coach. That's why I coach because I can't play anymore. I've got exactly. to be associated with it somehow, some way. Right. You know. Yep. Yep. And they and it is it is something you know kind of like for me game day. I, my my hair would still stand up, and I'd be excited, and I'm like, oh, yeah. as if I'm getting ready to play, and then kick off. All right, I'm back in coaching mode then. But up to that oh, point, yeah. oh, it's, it's that excitement of, of getting ready to play a game, and then they get that first kickoff. All right, looking back to coaches. But that competition is important. I think it's really important. And uh, speaking of competition, one of the Conversations I have with, with a couple of uh, my boys 
uh, is which conference is the best conference. So once again, the SEC has 67 guys drafted. In the first drafted. round. Now, you're talking about drafted. Dog, you're talking about drafted. drafted. Not signed for agent. Drafted. 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 In the first round, they had um, twice as many drafted as, as anybody else. And the next conference was was uh, – ACC was Doug, one team had eight drafted. Yeah. <laughs> Alabama. One team. You got, you got eight NFL eight. draftees. Yeah. Alabama had yeah. eight. Yeah. Yeah. And they were when they good all the time. Yep. Yep. And they had, they had what was it, six in the first round? Was it, or was it eight? Yeah. Six in the first round. Yep, six in the first round. Two in the yep. second. They had they had many drafted in the first round, as the ACC had had all their teams. And dog, I'm from North Carolina. You know, it's I've been Tobacco Road all my life. Right. You know what I'm saying? But when it comes to football, there's no question. Yeah, yeah, no, no doubt about it. First of all, football's in the south. Football is it's born and bred in the south. Yeah. I mean, no ifs ands or buts about it. But the SEC mm-hmm. is what we like to call the NFL D-League. Yep, no doubt. Now, one of my boys said that he thinks the Big Ten is a better league. Um, mm-hmm. or, or or he'll say that the everybody, every conference is pretty much made up the same. I'm like, that's not true. I believe the bottom three teams in the SEC, if you put them in another conference, regardless of which one, sure. they'll be the upper sure. echelon of that. Correct. If not in the middle, in the top in top four. You're exactly right. Yep. And then yep. and you're talking like you're talking maybe Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt being the worst yep. team in the SEC. Yep. Yep. You put you put Vandy you put Vandy in the ACC, and, and they'll be the top four or five teams in there. As they stand now, as, uh, as right now, with that team and that league, and they're gonna be pretty doggone good. They're not gonna beat North Carolina. They're not gonna beat State. They're not gonna beat Clemson. They're not gonna beat Miami. Miami. They're not gonna beat Miami. Yeah. Not gonna Florida State. They're Florida State. Uh, Florida State's not the Florida State of old now. I agree. I agree. Virginia Tech. Tech depends which week. <laughs> it depends on which week. It depends on which week. Uh, well, the reason I, the reason I say I agree with what you say, if you looked at the records, like the, the bowls this well, year, like uh, 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 six and six Kentucky beat an eight and three state. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yep. You yep. know, things like that. Yeah, and, and the ACC is compared to six and six in the SEC. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. No doubt. No doubt. And this year was tougher than any other year because every game was an SEC game. <laughs> yes. That's, that's, it's bad enough when you got to play eight. Now I got to play every game an SEC game. Yeah. No. That, that's 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 yeah. a tough road. 
and, and 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 but still, you power five. You you you're you're good. I mean, if you're if you're if you're an athlete, you play in a power oh, yeah. five conference, you're good. Oh, because yeah. oh, no. because oh, even though Vanderbilt's the worst oh, team in the SEC, they had five. They had four guys drafted, and one got hurt and didn't even play, and he got drafted. Yep. Yep. Because of exactly. linemen. That uh, you know, Odie Odie something I can't remember how to pronounce his name. Yep. But now let me ask you a question: about? the big the big tackle from Oregon, and he uh-huh. they went first first offensive lineman taken. Can he go? Can he play in the SEC? Uh, he's, and hey, I haven't watched. He's, 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 he's going to have to because he's a first round yeah. pick. He's the first offensive lineman pick. Now he's in the highest yeah. level of football ever. 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 So, Ever. so, and the thing but is, you, you can't get any higher. He does some things now. He does some things. He's totally different than the big, the big dude from Alabama. He's totally different athlete. Right, right, right. You know, and and his, to me, here's the difference. I think you see the skill guys, skill guys, skill guys. But I yeah. think the D line, O line, the D line, O line is the difference. Yeah. And the SEC, SEC DL, yeah, it, it, it's it's ridiculous. And then you know we leave. I mean, you got teams like Missouri. Missouri had five guys drafted. Missouri. Yep. yep. <laughs> that is crazy. Hey, and and you know what's another crazy thing? How many guys drafted started at Alabama? I don't know, but I know Alabama. How many guys drafted what? That started at Alabama. Because you know I love twenty guys every year, right. so that means they got right. a main room. So some of those guys end up going other places. Not that they're not good right. football players. They were just something. I mean, I mean you know, like, they get good players too because, like the uh, the center, the center's from up right. here. He's from Lenore, North Carolina, right outside of Hickory. Okay. He signed with Florida State out of high school. Right. Went to Florida State for a year, left Florida State. Now he's starting at Alabama. So not only is Alabama good, but shit, they get good players. Yep. No doubt. They get really good players. Yep. And that's what well, he's going to anybody. They're going to sign 25. And if you go to Alabama, you, there's a great chance you're going to get a ring. Great chance. Well, there's a not many freshmen play. Not many freshmen play. But you got that's what you got right. going in. Yep. Yep. And then you know you get this tra- the transfer portal, which I call NCAA free agency, <laughs> what I call it. But I mean, it's I think it's I uh-huh. think that there is kind of a that thing right there is uh-huh. is, is, is a downfall now, in NCAA. That now that's another topic of conversation with my boys. They say that uh, I'm not in favor of the new rules from the transfer portal. Because the new rules, they don't even have to tell you that they transfer and they just leave. Just leave. Get on uh, the portal. Yeah, just get on the portal and go. And they're like, well, the coaches do it, so why can't the players do it? And I actually was talking with an AD uh, on the show, and he mm-hmm. said about 65% of guys that go in the transfer portal have nowhere to go. Right. So they say the grass is greener on the other side, and when they get there, there's nowhere to go. 
But but again, my guy's philosophy is that hey, if if these guys would have or you're talking about us as in coaches would would have treated these guys better or or would been more honest with them, then they wouldn't have to try to leave. Um, but well, as long as well, coaches, coaches ain't gonna leave because of competition either. No, you um, feel me? If I, if my coach yep. is not gonna leave because another coach is coaching better than him. Nope. You know what I'm saying? Coach is gonna leave probably better his family or get more money for another yeah, opportunity. He can leave for two. He can leave for two He's leaves. not gonna leave because I'm a quarterback and another quarterback comes in. Well, you got another quarterback. I'm gonna leave. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. A coach, a coach competes. A coach is gonna compete. No doubt. No doubt. You know and what I'm saying? Thing, you, you, this is an 18, 19, 20, 21 year old making a decision that a lot of times probably hasn't even thought about the whole thing all the way through. Because now if I try to think about, well, wait a minute, uh, all my classes are going to transfer? How much time is it going to put me back behind uh, for graduation? Correct. Um, now, now if the, I don't have a problem. I don't have a problem with if, if you, Coach Sands, uh, is the head coach. And mm-hmm. the reason I'm going – to State University is because of Coach Sands. I'm not necessarily going because of the mm-hmm. biology building. I'm not necessarily going because right. of, of, the, of the auditorium. I'm going because Coach Sands recruited me. Okay? It's my first <laughs> year. I signed an NLI. Coach Sands leaves. I should be able to get yep. an NLI. That's just my opinion. Yep. You know what I'm saying? If, if I'm coming out of high school. Because the main reason I was going was because of Coach Sands. Right. That's the honest truth. Well, he's going because of school. Not necessarily. Now, how do you feel if that's a position coach? That's, that's that, I, and because I am a position coach and because I spend eight to ten months recruiting a kid, it's a little – you're still playing for the head coach, you know, but even though, right. yeah, you position – I think I, – I don't know. I think that's, that's kind of different too, you know. Mm-hmm. My position coach left, but yet I'm still the – the meat of the staff is still there, but I agree with you. If, yeah. if I've been dealing with Coach Sands for eight months, and he's called me mm-hmm. every week for eight months, he's come to my games, he's, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, I've been built a relationship with him. You're exactly yeah. right. All right. And, again, definitely the head coach. To me, the head coach is definitely one that, hey, all right, that happens. Um, right. And, but, and, that, and that's not even I'm, – I'm talking about more of – I'm unhappy for some reason, so I'm just going exactly. to Exactly. First of all, now, if I it's mean, financial, yes. If it's family issues, yes. Yeah. That kid should be yeah. able to do, you know, I have no issues with that at all. Yeah. But, but don't leave because when you're disgruntled. Yeah. yeah, I think I should be playing more, so I'm going to leave. Yeah, exactly. But what have you done to show me that? And what, and what kids don't understand is, I tell them about this every day. It's not a matter. You think I'm not going to play you because I don't like you? If you're making plays, whether I like you or not, you're going to play. <laughs> if you get two, three sacks a game, but I don't like you, son, you're playing. Yeah. Your butt is playing. If you're averaging you 140, ga- 140 yards a, ca- a game rushing, yep. but yet as a position, yep. mean you don't get along, you're going to still play. Oh, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not going to I'm not gonna cut my nose off like my face. Come on now. Nope. nope. I don't have nope. that ego. Yep. So don't come to me, coach. Don't like. That's why I'm not playing. No, I don't like. What I don't like is you not going to class. I don't like you being late for, for weights. I don't like you uh, yep. coming in late for meetings. You know what I'm saying? Yep. 
That's what I don't yep. like. I don't like some of your actions. No. I ain't got nothing to do with you. I don't like your, your actions. actions. Yep, that's the key. That is the key. Now, now here's one thing with me though. If you're doing all those things, you might not play because what I exactly. found is if you if you're missing this and you're missing that, when it's fourth and one and the game's on the line, you're gonna jump offside. And I, do can't trust you. I can't trust. I can't trust. Yeah, I can't trust. If I can't trust you, I can't play you in critical situations. Exactly. And the problem with with football is you don't know when the critical situation is. Exactly. Because unlike, you know, what baseball could be that way, but basketball, there's so many points scored in basketball. I, I don't know if there's a lot right. of critical situations in basketball. Um, but in football, one play can be – you don't know what that one play is. It could be different in the ball game. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. 14-point turnover. You muff a punt. Your defense did a good job yep. of stopping. You're up. You're, you're, you're down six. You're about to get the ball back. You muff a punt to get it back. Boom. Now you're down – now you're down 14 before you know it. Yep. Yep. Total no doubt. Membership. No doubt. No doubt. And double defense back on the field again. Now, what game was I watching? Off his line and jump. Now you're back. Now it's four for seven. And you're inside yeah. the 30. Inside the 40. So now what? Hey, imagine this. I went to a high school game, and the opposing – I was there with a buddy of mine, um, but his friend, uh, excuse me, the opposing team, not a team that my buddy was there rooting for, but the opposing team, offense played 18 snaps in the first half. Here's the crazy thing. They scored three touchdowns, and those three touchdowns were scored on five offensive plays. Mm. Those drives, one was a one-play drive, one was a two-play drive, and the other was a two-play drive. So the defense still couldn't get off the field. I mean, you know, still they set up a two-play, they had to come right back. And then the other drives were three with three and out. <laughs> or they turned the ball over. So, so just going to you. Having enough depth to go both ways. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. definitely. And then it was a – it was a three A school. There wasn't a lot of kids out there, anyway. Right. But you can see the, you know, they got tired. They got tired. They got tired. So, but uh, but yeah, but it, that that's definitely interesting about the uh, the transfer portal, man, because it's, you know, uh, and I'm not sure why all of a sudden it came was they don't have to have any accountability. They just go do it. Right. Um, because now. We're saying, hey, if you make your decision, you can go ahead and do it. I don't have to tell you anything, which a lot of times um, we can sit down. First of all, tell me what's going on. Why do you want to leave? Mm-hmm. Um, and let's look at the repercussions of you leaving. What does this look like? And and at times the guy's like, well, everybody don't want to do that. They just, well, man, if, I, I got to hope that the – Coach is responsible enough to go on and go through that process, but the kids didn't want to leave. Right. But yeah, but most kids, they're sending texts when they call you. Yep. No they're sending emails no for that. You know what I'm saying? Where it's not, yep. it's not face to face. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Yep. And that's 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 not right because when you get a job, I can't just go leave my job. Exactly. I go leave exactly. my job, but even when some of them don't even think, 
is, okay, you leaving, guess who they're going to call first? They're going to call us before you go anywhere yeah. else. And, okay, what, what, why he leaving? I don't know. He never came and talked to us. I don't have a clue. And if they say that, hey, um, you know, go back to, like, what I have in my ring, uh, winning never quits and the quitter never wins. So if you're going to quit when it got tough over there, what's going to happen when it gets tough over here? But exactly right. That's another story. That's another story. When we're gonna have to, I'm gonna have to get one of my boys on the line. We got to continue this conversation at some point. But, Definitely. So, Matt, uh, you know, when do y'all start uh, summer ball on summer conditioning? Well, we will try to get them. To, we will try to get them back on uh, June 13th. That's our that's our okay. aiming point. Right. Yeah. Right. That's Sunday. Okay. Get them in here, and then give them a week okay. for report on August 6th. So we'll try to get six weeks in uh, of them up here. Just because we haven't lifted, legitimately lifted us now, legitimately lifted since right. March 6th, 2020. Because wow. COVID stipulations where we can only have 15 in the weight room at a time, everybody's masked up, you got 30 minutes to get 15 guys lifted, and I got to do it again. We got 110 guys. Wow. Yeah, that, that's I, the process we went through. So, but you said 2020. That's over a year. Over a year, dog. We had freshmen in high school who hadn't played since 2019. They finished their 2019 season in high school. Reported to us, didn't play in that fall, and then play again right. until January, until March of 2021. Wow. Now, did you all practice in the fall? Yes. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. And then, then we got uh, – we practiced in the fall up until November. And then they, they, we sent everybody home before Thanksgiving. Gotcha. Gotcha. And finish, finish, uh, finish online. Right. Yeah, that's what they did at uh, Vanderbilt as well. So, but I, I guess uh, everything's going to be wide open. Now, were you all in class this spring or was it yeah. virtual or was yeah. it a high? we were in person. We were in person. Yeah. Okay. I imagine everything will be well. Of course, it depends what happens over the summer. But I guess everybody will be back in Correct. person. Yeah, be back yep. in person. Well, and we try to we try to convince these guys to get that vaccine, man. Whichever one you get, get it. Right. So we don't have to be right. bubbled up. So we don't have to be masked up around each other. You know what I'm saying? So we can right. don't, we don't have to worry about you know. If it lasts six months, we get another one in six months. Let's just you know just get back to some normalcy. Right. No, be. Um, I heard some schools are making it mandatory that kids had the vaccine yeah, before they come back. And like I said, like we're tuition driven, so if we force some kids, you know, well, I'm not going to get the vaccine. So, you know, I ain't going to come back. So that's rumor board we're not getting money for. So you know, we're going we're going to see how that goes. We can't make them, <laughs> but we also we can suggest. We strongly suggest hey. you get the vaccine. Hey, as as a wise man once said, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. But you can make them thirsty. <laughs> exactly. Take it away from them. Exactly. Yep. Take that football away from them. They want it. You'll get that. You'll get that shot if you want to play. Exactly. Can't make you get it, it, but you'll be watching. But I can not let you play if you don't get it. That's right. There you go. There you go. There you go. Well, bro, I do appreciate you joining me tonight. Um, All day, you, anytime you need. And uh, and we will 
be back next week with another great show. Uh, so everybody take care, and we will see you next week. All right, dog, have a good night, and I'll holler at you this week. All right, sounds like a plan. I just-